after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. All right, hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about TV commercials, the best ones, the worst ones, the ones where people say weird shit like this. Are you suffering from beastly butt odor? How do you stop the stink? How do you stop the stink? That is the question. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We are your hosts for the next 45 minutes or so. Hey, Genevieve. Hey, Andrew. So today on the show, a topic inspired by one of the most irritating new ad campaigns of the season. That's my opinion on the matter, and that's also the opinion of a lot of you folks who've been writing into us. We're talking about those Chevy focus group ads with the guy who's like a lumber sexual or whatever, and he's throwing eggs at people. Oh yeah, I mean it's uh, if we when we get into this, well, you're gonna see that Chevy has leaned heavily on the focus group uh, as a as an ad strategy, and uh, you know, it's, as I, as someone who's never owned a Chevy, I can tell you it's not working. Yeah, I definitely dislike that guy, but it got us thinking about those types of ads. Why does the ad industry? Why do the ad wizards love? To use focus groups so much. Fake focus groups, too. All right, we'll parse that out. Also, the return of one of my favorite segments, because I was triumphant last time. Name that voice actor. Genevieve has a couple of commercials waiting in the wings for me that I uh, I don't even know what they are right now. And uh, we'll see if I can guess the voice actor who's attached to those commercials. Plus, we're going to check in with you guys, the Ad Council. We have our first official corrections to make. And some uh, sexy, sexy ads that we missed last week. You guys were very eager to point them out. Guys, calm down. All right, let's get into today's show. It's so easy. All you do is point and click. But how does it work? All you need is a computer and a regular phone line. That's all it takes these days to listen to a podcast. Is just You just need a phone line, and you just point, and you click, and you're good to go. Yeah, it sounds uh, very futuristic. Very, very futuristic. Welcome to the 90s, Vive. So let's talk about these Chevy focus group ads. I'm going to play... Some audio from one of them. Now, Veeves, you found kind of a long extended version of these. Can you set this up a little bit and then we'll let the audio explain the rest? Sure. Yeah. So this Chevy focus group ad, you've probably seen it as Andrew refers to him, the lumber sexual guy sitting at a table in a sort of a conference room. The focus group comes in. He asks for them to give him uh, all of their cell phones, and they comply. And then he throws them all in a wood chipper, and they uh, they get chewed up and spit out. And as he's doing that, of course, the focus group people are freaking out and trying to stop him. Hi. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Go ahead and have a seat. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for having us. We are a marketing research company, so I need to collect your phone so you can't take pictures, can't Instagram, can't tweet about things. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead and put your safety goggles on at this time. Yeah. <laughs> So he's destroyed all their cell phones, apparently, and now he's now he gets to uh, the big lesson. That's my phone. Yeah. What was your reaction when I threw your phone in the wood chipper? A little bit lost. It's scary. It's kind of terrifying how many things are connected to my phone. And I want to punch you in the face. How does it feel to not be connected? 
my chest hurts. Broke. I feel like I'm in a pioneer days or something. I feel like this is more right, interesting as a kind of extension of the Milgram so experiments about like, people's reaction to authority. <laughs> because everyone's kind of like, yeah, I mean, they're not thrilled about it. But for, for all they know, he just destroyed their phone. Spoiler alert. Uh, it was a joke. The phones <sighs> are fine. Um, and it's the whole thing is a, a point that he's making about um, how important it is to feel connected. And if you get one of these Chevys, it's uh, fully connected. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like it's one of those computer cars. It's basically, a computer car. Right. It's like your your smartphone on wheels. It's all wired. It probably even has like one of those traveling uh, Wi-Fi hotspots in it or something. Who knows? Either way, that's the point they're trying to get across. The, the, the commercial takes forever. And by the time you get to the point that he's trying to make... Uh, you're so bored you're not paying attention to what he's actually selling about the car but what I what I take away from it is like people will really you know put up with pretty much anything or, or allow anything to happen if there's a guy who seems to who has a clipboard no they don't I mean that's what drives me crazy about this <laughs> I, I want to say also like there's other there's other focus groups with the same lumber sexual guy um, where he they walk into a room and he throws a bunch of eggs at them and he's like I don't, that one is like you got to be prepared for anything life throws at you Chevy <laughs> Cruise will help you be prepared it's just like these people would be freaking their shit out. Like, I'm sorry, like, they. this commercial begins... God, I hate this commercial. This commercial begins with a little um, title that says, these are real people, not actors. So clearly, these are... I mean, are actors not real people? Is that how legally they... I mean, like, yes, in that way, they are real people. But are you kidding me? You didn't have to beep anything out? You don't think somebody stood up and started swearing at this guy while he was apparently grinding up their phones? Like, I know all these focus group ads, there's a certain amount of you know, blurring of the lines as to how prepared and how normal and everyday the people are. But in this one, it is so clear. I mean, you look at the people so clearly this was a casting call and this is not how people react. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that um, however they're defining real people, they're parsing it pretty fine. And there's something about this guy that just drives people crazy. I mean, it drives me crazy, and I can't tell you exactly what it is. I, it's a smugness, and he rubs me the wrong way. And I've been getting a lot of emails from people, and I think – Actually, I think mostly guys, I don't know if that's relevant or not, who also just hate this guy's face. So why do you think Chevy is relying on this uh, this theme for their ads? And and if you even go back a little bit further, um, there's a Chevy truck ad where they show a focus group, a picture of the same man standing in front of a car and standing in front of a, a Chevy truck. And then they have the focus group give you their impression of the same guy with the two different photos. And, of course, the guy in front of the truck gets all of the... Uh, the positive uh, manly attributes. And again, I don't know if that's a real focus group or if it's a fake focus group, but either way, Chevy really has bought into this idea that Americans looking at a car commercial are really going to relate to uh, a room full of people who they feel represent or look like them. But I don't know anyone who likes these ads. Well, you know, this original earlier ad that you just mentioned, the one where it's like the same guy, one is standing in front of like, I think it's it's a compact car. It might even be like a, a, a some sort of a hybrid. I'm not sure. Yeah. And the bottom line is like, oh, yeah, you're going to. Like this guy who drives the, the hybrid, the weak man or the strong man who's Chevy strong. I, but. This one has a bunch of kids responding to those pictures, which makes me even more angry because this whole idea that a truck will make you a bigger man and tough is just like so insulting and so just degrading and I hate it so much. But the fact that they're using children to tell that message really bothers me because what a horrible thing to teach kids. Yeah, who aren't even truck consumers. truck change how people feel about a guy? 
We talk to real people, not actors. We showed them two pictures of the same guy in the same location. The only difference, the vehicle behind him. The guy with the truck would definitely have like a German Shepherd dog. I mean, come on. Like a tarantula, a rattlesnake. What kind of pet would this guy have? Maybe like some birds. You know you want a truck. The all-new Chevy Colorado. Maybe some Motor birds. Only sad losers would own birds. What kind of a loser man who can't get laid would drive a small, environmentally friendly car yeah. and have birds no, I mean, and she- love animals? Chevy, I, I mean, as, as ever, uh, when an ad doesn't speak to me, I, I usually assume that they are intentionally not speaking to me. Um, but yeah, I find these ads just really reductive and, and terrible. But it keeps it makes me really interested um, just in general in the kind of approach to marketing that they're taking, because this idea of having a focus group as the thing that sells your product is an old idea. It's been used by lots of other products and it's been used so much by other products and companies that there is a whole subgenre that we found in preparing for this week's show that kind of makes fun of or plays off the idea of a focus group and clearly is doing so in a jokey way that, you know, it isn't, it's obviously not real people. Well, yes. And and there's also, I feel like a blurry line there too, because if you don't mind, I'll split this out even into maybe three different, because you have the ones that are straight up like, all right, maybe a little bit cutesy, but supposed to be believable straightforward focus group ads like the Chevy ones we just talked about and also the ones we talked about on a previous show the um, Domino's focus groups those are the most realistic either they are doing the best at fooling me or they really did truly go out and just get not randos but normal non-actors to do the the Domino's tell us why our pizza sucks focus group so that's one but then you have the ones that are not necessarily a parody, but they're supposed to be funny. So you grab a comedian who's clearly screwing with the people a little bit in yeah. the ads. And that and that that goes to this Mountain Dew one that you found that we'll talk about in a second, which was brand new to me. And then you have the ones that are almost like straight up parodies. And those are like the AT&T ones where the dude is talking to the kids. I cannot wait. I love – those are some of my – favorite commercials yeah, of all time. Yeah, to the same degree that these uh, Chevy ads and um, the playing it straight focus group ads do nothing for me, the jokey ones can actually be pretty great. Yeah, and one of them that you found, and I don't know how much talking you want to do on this, not only had I never seen the commercials, I've never even heard of this product before. It was a commercial from about f- I don't know, four or five years ago for something called uh, Mountain Dew Whiteout. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've, I think I've seen it on shelves. It's Mountain Dew... Uh, is uh, kind of well known for trying lots of different uh, flavor and color combinations. I actually read a really interesting article about it. I forget where I saw it. It's a BuzzFeed one. That's right. I sent it you to. sent yeah, it to yeah. me. Um, an, art- an article about Mountain Dew and how the the essential Mountain Dewness mm-hmm. is sort of hard to define, and it sort of frees them up to do like blackout Mountain Dew and whiteout Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's a whole interesting marketing scheme. Yeah, they have itself. a million flavors, but none of them are describable. They're not kind of like grape or cherry. They're just these weird like color associated (laughs) uh, flavors. It is an interesting... I would make the argument, not to go on too much of a tangent here, but that um, that article also said that the original Mountain Dew has an undescribable flavor and that there's literally no other product on the market like it, which is, that's kind of BS. I think you would describe the original Mountain Dew as being very similar to Mellow Yellow, and one of them, I believe, was a reaction to the other. And wouldn't you kind of describe that as a citrus, like kind of a, a lemon-lime citrus, or no? I don't know. I, I agree that they're similar, but they still 
they don't quite taste citrusy to me. I guess that's Sprite and Seven yeah. Up more. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, that's interesting. You guys should look that article up. You'll enjoy it. Um, so we'll post it to the Facebook page. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, after these messages show at Facebook. Um, so Vives, tell us about these uh, Mountain Dew Whiteout commercials. So uh, these are focus groups that are hosted by the comedian and actor J.B. Smoove. Um, I'm sorry, I can't remember any, what he's been in. I should have looked this up, but he's familiar to me. He's a, a comedic actor and probably a stand-up. He essentially hosts these focus groups for Whiteout Mountain Dew, uh, but says at the beginning to the camera that he doesn't really know what he's doing and doesn't uh, have any ideas of how to do this focus group. So he just proceeds to be really strange and has the people in the focus group uh, do all kinds of strange things and uh, do impressions and he piles the furniture up against the door at one point. It just turns it into like a surreal experience, um, which they are presented to us as real people who are just confused about what's happening to them. So in a sense, it's sort of like the Chevy guy throwing people's phones and mm-hmm. and eggs, but it's done in such a more surreal way, and J.B. Smoove is a more appealing spokesperson. Yeah, and because he sets it up, and I'll play it here in a second, he sets it up so that it's like, you know, Mountain Dew hired me to do these focus groups, but I just wanted to screw with these people. So I actually find that, again, whether they're actors or real people off the street, I find the focus group people much more believable in these because it's easier. It's, they're talking to them and they're like, I don't know. I went in. I thought it was supposed to be a focus group. And said it was this guy acting crazy. And it's kind of like, yeah, I believe you felt that way because that's basically what happened. You were in a room with the guy who decided to screw with you. J.B. Smoove, by the way, um, I had to look it up, but... Um, he is best known for his recurring role as Leon in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think that was a oh, season I, I did not right. watch. He's one of he's one of the the member of the Black family who are also black, right? Okay, uh, which leads to a lot of confusion. He's uh, great. Uh, okay, so let's take a listen to this whiteout ad. Um, do you like soda? Yes, I do. Do you like soda? Yes, I do. When do you drink soda? When do you drink soda? Uh, when do you drink soda? You know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do these questions, man. This could be anything, right? Yeah. This could be donkey. Do you like donkeys? You know, it could be anything up here. This is not going to take us down the road we need to go and try to figure this survey out. What you're going to do, man? Take that pip and wipe your ass with it and throw it in the garbage, man. Mm. <laughs> so I thought it was a focus group, but I was harassed by some crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> and action! Chris, who are you? Chris, like I said. Okay, so it's a little bit, I mean, it's over the top, but at least it's like somewhat believable. Like we hired a pretty well-known actor to mess around with people who are in this focus group. And I, I don't, I cannot tell you in words why that is so different than what Chevy is doing, other than the fact that it's the, the lumber sexual is not a, like a really well-known comedian and it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it really just comes down to execution and and the talent that they hired. Uh, he's a much more talented and funny actor. Um, he's also taking it further. Um, it's what what you're seeing in the ad. There is a lot of different interviews and focus group uh, people that he's interacting with. It's not it's not a static scene in one room. It's cut together over mm-hmm. many different conversations. So I just think it's it's done in a more um, youthful way, actually. I mean, that sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's done in a... It, and it's, done, it's just executed better. So um, although I've never tried Mountain Dew Whiteout, I think it, it works better for them. 
Do you want to move on to my favorite of this genre that we we um, talked about a second ago? Let's take a listen to some of them. These are the um, AT&T commercials where you have a guy, eh, just kind of a normal-looking white guy in a suit, and he's sitting around. It's, he's clearly in like a kindergarten class or something like that. That's the surroundings. And there's a bunch of, you know, let's say five-year-olds around him. Yep. And so he's just kind of... Uh, He's just playing focus group with these kids. So do you guys think being fast is better than being slow? Yes! It's better to be fast, to not be bitten by a werewolf, and then you'll be turned into one, and you'll have to stay in, and then you'll have to get shaved because you'll be too hot, and then you're like... Which means I wish I was back to a human. What? It's not complicated. Faster is better. And AT&T is the nation's fastest 4G LTE network for your iPhone 5. I have a question for you. Yeah. Are those kids actors? Those yes. kids are actors, of right? Of course. And that's why... It's There's like, no chance they just let them ad-lib that. No, of course not. And I mean, I'm sure that they were very, very heavily vetted and that a bunch of parents stood in line for a really long time with their kids somewhere in Los Angeles. And, and there were tons of tryouts. But I don't care. It's commercials. Like, I don't... Maybe I get irritated because those Chevy ads are just like in some sort of uh, weird zone between trying to get me to – like literally putting ahead of the commercial, these are real people, not actors, yet they're actually – so clearly acting and so clearly the worst actors in the world. Nobody would act that way if you saw somebody destroy your cell phone in I front of you. I don't know. If anyone out there in ad council land uh, has any insight into whether those Chevy ads are real people or not, um, please let us know because I am not 100% convinced that I agree with you. Do you think that they just cut out the part where people were freaking out about their nobody i mean i'm telling I you i really think that it is an exercise in authority <laughs> and i think that when you sit in a room and someone says i'm in charge give me your phones i'm putting them in the wood chipper i mean they show people getting up and sort of trying to trying to stop him they don't show anyone storming out or cursing which i'm sure would they would have to edit out uh anyway but i i don't think it's impossible that people would like that people in that scenario would think like on some level, oh, this is a test or this will be made right. I mean, I'm sure if someone t- if someone from Chevy took my cell phone and destroyed it, in the back of my head, I would think, yeah, this is some test or some, some thing that they're doing to elicit a reaction from me, but I'm going to get made whole. And also we live in an age where what is the line between like somebody in show business and not? I mean, we right. live in the, in the reality television age, so that's part of it. But like even you mentioned some people get up. I'm going too far down a rabbit hole. I should just let it go. But some people are getting up to maybe sort of stop the guy from throwing their phone away. But you can just tell it's so fabricated in the way it's shot because, like, one person does it, then nobody does for a while, then later on another person does it. And it's like everybody would just get up. Somebody would stand up out of their chair. The chair would fall backwards and be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, nobody does that. It's all these, like, fake, fake reactions. I almost wonder if what you're reacting to is just a real poor editing um, that it's just poorly constructed. I mean, that's that's kind of why I think the Mountain Dew ad works in a way that the Chevy ad doesn't, is that the Chevy ad is just incredibly poorly constructed, mm-hmm. like a Chevy. <laughs> I just want to play another one of these AT&T uh, ads where the guy's yeah, talking just, to the kids. Let's just watch these They're for the rest of the show. They're just pleasurable, and I feel yeah. like I'm yelling no, these, too much about things I don't like, so let's just watch something nice. These, these AT&T ads are so great. Um, they ca- the casting was perfect. The guy who sits there big man at a tiny table yeah. <laughs> with these little kids who I assume are actors who are reading a script or are, are you know, reciting a script, but 
they do it well, and it, the kid the kid actors are great. Who thinks two is better than one? So all of you do. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Now, what's better, being able to shoot two lasers out of both your eyes at the same time, or just one laser out of one eye? Two. Okay, why? It's just fun. One beam, okay, it does a little bit of damage. A, right. Two beams, <laughs> it'll make something explode. And that's more fun? And, yeah. And it's more powerful, you're saying? Yeah. It's not complicated. Doing two things at once is better. And only. Eight and also, some people just have that ability to really just have chemistry with kids. You know, David yeah. Letterman did that really well. Um, and, of course, these have led to my favorite parody commercials that came out during the first season of True Detective, where you, oh, man, this is where, what was McConaughey's cop's name in that? Rust Cole. Rust Cole. So you have some guy pretending to be Rust Cole. This is your favorite here. Yeah. All right, so which is better, bigger or smaller? Bigger! Right, which would you rather have, a big tree house or a small tree house? If you have a bigger tree house, you could have a tea party with all your friends. That's true. What if your tree house looked like this? That's not a tree house. He holds sure up a sort is. of Carcosa-esque kind of construction house. of twigs and <laughs> bark. Keeps a bad man from the door. Is that big enough to have a tea party? Christ, is that all you kids care about? <laughs> tea parties? When I was your age, I was working for my daddy up in Alaska, gutting fish for a living. Why don't you grow the f*** up? How does it ward off bad men? How, indeed. Why don't you start asking the right question? (laughs) (laughs) Somehow that's combining so many things, but it really works. All right. Anything else we should talk about regarding focus groups, Veeves? No, let's move on. All right. To my favorite segment. So let's see here. You have sent me two links. I have not clicked on either one of them yet, I promise. And I'm just going to play them cold, and I've got to guess who the voice is. Yep, you can take your time. As ever, if you don't know the actor's name, although these ones you should know, if you don't know the actor's name but you can name a major project that they've been in and clearly identify that you do know who they are, that will count for full credit. Um, And I'll also add that these were two that I was able to identify without having to look it up. Okay, and you have some hints ready for me? I do have some hints ready for you. So it looks like this first one is planters peanuts it looks like this was at least posted online in 2012 so it's at least a few years old i'm here on the set of my latest tv commercial it's a think piece about the struggles of friendship during times of stress i know this that and i know this snacks okay are you ready ready yeah yeah i can do it i don't even have to see the whole commercial that's iron man you totally nailed it that's totally iron man yeah i got it how many seconds was that I, I don't know. I, I was not even paying attention because I thought you're going to need more time. No. I am almost worried if this segment is not going to be very good because I am so damn good. You do have the superpower. I mean, that's why we that's why we do this game, right? Is that you always brag to me about how your superpower is that you can recognize any voice actor. And you are yes. very good at it. Of course, it is paired with my super inability to not know the name of any actor, especially right. when feeling pressure. So I just call them things like Iron Man and Columbo yes. instead of the actual name of the actor. So if you take that in consideration, I might just be at exactly zero points for the whole for the whole show so I, far. I think I, I think you know that Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Yes, I would have gotten there. I get nervous in front of microphones. I picked the wrong pick the wrong field. All right, so here's another one. This is called a pedigree 
commercial. Rub my belly. It looks like it's from. Well, it looks at least it looks like it was uploaded back in 2007. Just want me to hit fire on this. Just go for it. The omega fatty acids in my food give me a soft, healthy coat. What? You don't believe me? Rub my belly. Molder. Totally David Duchovny. I also can. I can even tell you his name, David Duchovny. I did not even get to use any of my clues. Which makes me sad because I will go ahead and give you my clue for that okay, one. Okay, what was Which it was, be? I had a crush on this actor in college uh, and also now. <laughs> I could not be more happy of myself that I got you both of those are, right. Yeah, I've got I've to... Gotta, Get some harder ones. <laughs> you really do. You have to dig deeper. All right. All right. I think you're gonna. I think I you may also it. have a harder time with actresses. So Ooh, we'll see. I'm gonna. Br- I'm I'll bring. I'll bring some. No, but I think maybe. I don't know what it is, but I. I think historically, when we've been sort of playing this game at home, <laughs> uh, you have a harder time with actress uh, voices. So I'm gonna try some actresses next. Well, time. I love doing it. It always gives me a rush. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's so move far, on. You are uh, batting a thousand. So far. Everybody's That's right. You guys are talking at us. You guys are our ad council. Thank you, by the way, for serving on the ad council. Genevieve, this is our fifth show. And, of course, with seniority comes the inevitable corrections we've made some mistakes and we've been doing as the famous saying goes <laughs> with seniority comes corrections uh, yeah no we... i'm sorry you know what you're right i'm, I'm just being too cliche <laughs> i'm just relying on those cliches way too much no it's true um i i am not batting a thousand i think both of these corrections are down to me so uh, i I, this is, I guess we could, maybe we could call this segment I Stand Corrected. Ooh, okay. I like it. Um, so I Stand Corrected on two things. Uh, thank you to a couple people who wrote in and let us know that that uh, Dairy Queen shrimp uh, cannibalism ad actually did appear on television. That's honestly just because I had never seen it and could not imagine that it would have fared well on American television. Yeah, and there was a little, the YouTube version that we had, this is the um, two shrimp standing under the, the sea or standing under standing underwater eating popcorn shrimp and suddenly they realize that they're eating their own and it's absolutely horrifying but the link that we had said it was aired in the UK so I assumed that oh maybe it didn't air in the US Yeah, and we I, I, I really had never seen it uh, but several people wrote in to say that they had so thank you uh, to the Ad Council for the correction on that but no thank you to Dairy Queen for making me watch <sighs> that yeah um and then secondly, um, it was Honey Made and not Cheerios that made the sculpture uh, that spelled out love uh, based on an ad that they did featuring um, a same-sex couple, uh, which drew a lot of hate mail. So um, good job, America. Uh, not only are you super racist, you're also super homophobic. <laughs> because we were talking about the Cheerios ad that had a mixed-race couple right. and, and they their did, little Cheerios daughter. Cheerios did get blowback for yeah. that, although maybe, maybe not as much as I'm remembering. But I, I know that they did get blowback. And I don't think Cheerios ever... It sounds like Cheerios never did anything formally to address it, um, but uh, you know they they stood by the ad obviously. Right. Um, but Honeymade did do uh, Honeymade, uh, the graham cracker mm-hmm. company, uh, made an ad that featured a, uh, a same sex couple and got lots of hate mail about it. And they are the ones that did this uh, lovely little time lapse of the creation of this love sculpture. And that would have been several years ago. I don't remember when no, it was. Yeah. I, it, may, it may have been a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised we're not seeing more same-sex couples in ads these days. Well, it depends on what channels you watch. You know, if you watch Logo. Yeah, that's true. There are 
there are channels and, and, and venues where it's not unusual to see same-sex couples or to see um, just in general gay culture in advertising, but it, it, it feels a little bit segregated yeah. still. I mean, I think we're going to start to see more and more of it, of course, as as time passes. Well, I am excited about this next ad, which is not a correction. Those are all of our corrections, right? We're good now. We don't have to apologize that's for right. anything everything else. That's right. Everything else we got 100% right, and I don't want to hear <laughs> otherwise. Right. No, I do. If, if we get something wrong, I want to hear about it. Um, I definitely, particularly anything factual, um, I, I'd love to keep the record clean. Um, but I mean, I think the big takeaway for everybody here is that, as we all know, with seniority comes apology. What no, with, with seniority comes corrections. <laughs> How about what, maybe maybe not? I stand corrected. Maybe we, we could call it. Maybe we could call it. We come correct. Oh, I, I like, like that. that. I like that. All right. All right. Now I'm really excited about this next item from the ad council, and I will tell you that I just like those ads we played with the voice actors. I have not watched this yet because you were telling me about this in the car and this email that Andrew sent us. Somebody named Andrew, not me. Um, about an old ad, I believe, from the 80s. This does not ring a bell to me at oh, all. Oh, it but rings I wanna... a bell for me. Oh, it looks like it's from the 90s. And I'm going to watch it, and I will tell you um, I will tell you if it actually does ring a bell once I see it. But can you read Andrew's note? Sure. Um, and Andrew, uh, thank you. This is from listener Andrew from Missouri. Andrew, thank you so much. As I, as I said to you uh, when I responded to your mail, I came within a hair's breadth of mentioning this when we were talking about uh, sexy ads last week and we were just running a little long, so I didn't. Um, But as Andrew writes, uh, there was definitely a famous ad that used a hunk to sell a non-sexy product. It's been a while, but remember the It's 1130 Diet Coke commercial? Because I sure do. I was a teenager when this aired, and though I'm not proud to say it, this ad definitely got my blood boiling to the point that I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. (laughs) But I'll always remember that the actor's name is Lucky Vanos. It's 11.30. Yes, I remember this. It's a bunch of ladies in an office. They're running to the window of their high-rise. Yes, now I remember this. Okay. Oh, there's a construction hunk down below. Taking off his shirt. Time for his Diet Coke break. It's hot. He always has his Diet Coke break at 1130. You know, you told me about that earlier today. I read Andrew's note and it didn't ring any bells. But yep, as soon as I saw all of the those wonderful 90s women uh, with Elaine hairdos. Everybody had an Elaine hairdo. Elaine, Elaine, Elaine glasses. Uh, yeah, it was it was like an office full of Elaine's uh, just getting an eye full of Lucky Vanos. And it was that ad was so buzzy. I remember it vividly. And I would have been well, I guess I would have been a teenager. But, uh, you know. Even in an age that was really pre-internet and certainly pre-viral anything, pre-internet video, um, that ad got so much buzz. And I think, you know, because it did did kind of reverse uh, gender roles and the, uh, you know, the eye candy was the man. Mm -hmm. um, I remember it felt people really enjoyed that ad. And, I you know, honestly, if if we were not doing um, a Hall of Fame award this week, but that would be a good candidate. Was it also Diet Coke that had... um uh, I want to say Christy Brinkley. No, um, the it would have been around the same time. Cindy Crawford. Yeah, that's Pepsi. That's Pepsi. I'm okay. Sure. Yeah. So the, there you have competing cola companies. But again, Andrew's point is very valid. The, drinking soda, if anything, 
is not going to make you a more sexy person, at least physically speaking. Well, diet soda. Well, I guess diet soda. I I guess that is the point of diet soda. Like, you don't want to drink all the calories in in a regular soda. But I don't think that's the takeaway from that ad. Yeah, no. They just really really did, especially in the 90s, used sex to sell soda a lot. No, I I give Coke credit, though, because um, it's... It was a clever conceit, and it was well executed. Um, and it shift it, it it reversed the gender roles without feeling like um, it, like without sort of joking about it too much in a way. Like it was, it's going to sound silly because it's it's clearly supposed to be a funny ad, but the joke isn't on these women for enjoying uh, the sexy guy. Yeah, which it's kind of. Um, this is not the time to get into it. I would like to at some point talk on the show about the ads that put men in either kind of a bad light by making them really fumbly or bumbly or in the a child certain husband. way. Kind of, yeah, the child husband thing and other places where they kind of just take sexism, flip it on its head, like roll, roll reverse the characters, yet somehow I still think they're demeaning to women. Like it's a complicated thing that I have to do a lot more thinking about before I'm able to actually articulate what I'm talking about, but I find them sexist in a different way. Maybe it's maybe we don't want to go back, but there is an ad that we that's that's in the list of focus group ads that I sent you uh, from from our first segment um, that kind of uh, fits the description of what you're talking about, where the joke is on the men, but really the joke is on the ladies. Um, oh, I know which one you're going to say, the Bud Light one. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so this was, yeah, so this is kind of a focus group ad. You actually wrote in the notes that you like this one. Well, I and said I it found was clever. This, it was clever, okay. I found it irritating for maybe that, uh, I almost hate to get in this conversation because I can't explain to you why I feel like this is kind well, of somewhat sexist, but it doesn't rest right with me. Play the ad, and then maybe we can go through wh- what we like and don't like about it because I think it is a little bit of a mixed bag. Okay, so to set it up a little bit, it's kind of, it looks like a hallmarky kind of of commercial where there is a woman in her wedding dress just, you know, finishing the final touches on her on her wedding outfit with her mother there, clearly moments before she walks down the aisle and she's all nervous and it's, you know, filmed in that kind of uh, Vaseline lens, kind of soft focus uh, yellow lights. you and dad make your marriage work communication and understanding i also did the little things that helped him spend more time with his friends like rake the leaves mow the lawn build a solarium fix the retaining wall and change the oil every five thousand kilometers and remember You can always say, I love you, with a case of Bud Light. Now cut to a focus group full of men watching this ad. And it says Bud Light in the background. And two guys reach out and they hold each other's hands. And it looks like the woman who's maybe uh, holding the focus group puts her head in her hands. Like, these guys are just emotionally wrought and they, are, they start crying over how beautiful this ad is. Yes, this ad in which um, the, the, woman's, the woman's, ad, woman's advice to her daughter is to um, do all of the work and buy her husband Bud Light. And it's, it's, you know, this is the, the ultimate tearjerker concept for a, a Bud Light focus group. So it's a it's a lot of concepts kind of rolled into one, but I think it kind of um, is is in some ways the concept you're talking about, Andrew, where 
the the men are sort of the joke because they're the buffoons who think that this is a good idea, but also they're the target demographic for this yeah, product. Yeah. So on some level, they're kidding on the square. And they're kidding on the square because, and this is where I just seriously like, the, almost all of these beer commercials, that specifically these kind of Bud Light beer commercials, all just really rankled me. As a matter of fact, years ago, when you and I first started watching football and all these ads would come on, you would just once a, at least once a commercial break say to me, why does TV hate women so much? Yeah. And I think the, the beer commercials really show it the most. And I guess to come back to this particular thing. I guess we should thing, all count ourselves lucky that we've, uh, we no longer live in the era of the Swedish bikini team. Yeah, right. That was yeah. a real thing. Well, but don't forget the um, Carl's Jr. ad we talked about last week where yeah. you literally had women in bikinis like, you know, selling hamburgers. And I think that you mentioned the quote unquote kidding on the square. The only reason this Bud Light ad works is because it's set in relief against systemic sexism that only makes it funny because of the reality of the world, which yeah. is kind of based on sexism. Does that make any sense? I'm listening to the words come out of my no, mouth. No, I think you're and right. And I don't think I'm making a lot of sense. No, no, I think you're right. I think it works because for the first couple of examples that the mother gives of I make the little I do the little things to let him spend time with his friends. It takes a while to realize that what that that it's a joke or that it's an that it's an extreme ex, that these examples are extreme you know building a solarium i think is where it really turns from yeah. things that a person might actually do to something that no no spouse would actually do which is a great laugh line by the way i mean it totally gets me like i do think it's funny yeah no it's it's sort of well done um but it's it's only but you're you've exactly nailed it it's the fact that there is a there is a version there there is a, a a a an expectation or a concept in which women giving men the space to be men and have their man caves and do whatever is a is a great thing. There's a really good actually you might want to look this up. Um, there's a really good commercial parody that Saturday Night Live did fairly recently um, about letting your man watch his game uh, and. It's, I think it's a. I think it's about Totino's pizza rolls. And while that, while your guy is watching the game and eating the Totino's pizza rolls that the little wife has brought out and given to him, she has like a little box of activities that she can do in the kitchen to keep her occupied. Oh yeah, I it's think with I JK did see this. Simmons, I think is the host, and I forget who the uh, who plays his wife. Who's ready for some more Totino's pizza rolls? Oh, thanks, honey. You're the best. Anything for my hungry guys. Now get out of here, you. The game's on. Okay, sweetheart. I'll be in the kitchen if you need me. When it comes to the big game, I love feeding my hungry guys. But now what? I normally just sit in the kitchen, waiting for them to ask for more delicious Totino's pizza rolls. But that can be so boring. Well, not anymore. Introducing Totino's new Super Bowl activity pack for women. It's full of fun little puzzles and games to keep my mind active and learning while I wait back here. My hungry guys aren't the only ones having fun today. With my Super Bowl activity pack for women, I can spin a little top. Connect the dots. Oh, look at the little bee. Do a word. Oh, that's good. I love that, by the way, that these dudes, uh, these loudish dudes that she's making Totino's pizza rolls for are all wearing uh, Pat's gear. Are they all wearing Pat's well, gear? Well, all the gear that's visible is Pat's gear. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's play. Let's go back. We were talking about the, we we're talking to the ad council. We were talking to the ad council. I'm sorry. I got so sorry, distracted. Sorry, ad council. 
Um, I, there was, there was we got to give the ad council a bunch of gavels so they can so they can hammer on their uh, on their steering wheel and you say know? point of order. Sorry, but uh, the Diet Coke ad really just opened up a lot of feelings <laughs> for me. Um, so there was one more uh, there was one more uh, ad council submission that I wanted to touch on. Which uh, thank you so much to listener Esco from Seattle. Uh, who sent us sent us something that uh, I had never seen before? It's it's a little bit before my time, uh, but he writes. Personally, I'm a traditionalist. Cal Worthington is one of my favorite commercial brands of all time. In fact, I'm bummed because I never named my dog Spot, and I didn't know what that meant. So when I looked up Cal Worthington, it turns out that Cal Worthington. I, I think if you are uh, of a certain generation and lived on the West Coast, you already uh, know what I'm talking about here. He is the quintessential. Uh, used car, local car commercial guy, and his dog Spot. The joke uh, in all of his ads is that he had some kind of weird circus animal uh, that he called his dog Spot. So he he introduces the ad uh, walking around with a chimp or a hippopotamus, true story, uh, or a tiger or some other wild animal that should not be in the city. Then it's five minutes of just panning over acres and acres of his words of cars um, and I actually kind of enjoyed just looking at it because like it's all these awesome like classic 70s cars for like six hundred dollars. Yeah, only they're all they're all like practically new. This is an ad from 1981. Let's take a listen. Cal and his dog Spot. He's with a monkey in this one. Yeah, it's a chimp. Sorry. Get a camper, change your luck, buy a van and save a buck for any kind of truck. Go see Cal. This is a big old giant friendly supermarket of cars. Just acres and acres and acres of cars and trucks to show you. I'd like to invite you out. Hey, friends, if you're out buying a car, you ought to drop by Worthington Ford. See me first. Just see me first. Give me first chance at the deal, and I'll give you two free dinners. This guy did, he made hundreds of millions of dollars, by the way. I mean, this guy was seriously successful and, and made a lot of money doing this. There's one that's amazing. He's on, and I think this was just real. I don't think they had the ability to fake it. He's uh, strapped to the top of a biplane, which is doing tricks. <laughs> Look that one up. It's not, it's not auto. It's not, there's no audio that's particularly useful to you, but it's, um, it's amazing. I mean, this guy just would do anything to sell you a car. I mean, this is the, this is like, you know, he's, he is the quintessential, used car salesman uh and i just i kind of enjoyed it because it was this little slice of americana here's cal worthington flies high 1984 the plane is flipping upside down now and he's standing on top of the wings like, do you think that's real? Hey, we're trying to win a trip to the Super Bowl, it, and we've got to sell 10 jillion trucks to do it. And here's the way we're going to do it. Look over here. Yeah, I, I thought it was a stunt double for a second because they weren't um, tight on his face. But, it I mean, that was not – I mean, this is a 1984 local used car commercial. So – you know, clearly that was really footage of somebody strapped to the top of an airplane that yeah. then spun upside down, and then they zoomed in, and it looked like him. So. I think it was him. I mean, I think this guy was just a lunatic. Okay, thanks for sending that one in, Esco. And you guys can all write to us, and now you can call us, too. We're going to tell you the details in just a second. First, I want to play this song. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. 
If you want to send us some of your favorite or least favorite commercials like Esco did, you can do that via our Facebook page. It's After These Messages Show on Facebook. Or you can email us at After These Messages Show at gmail.com. And I buried the lead here. Should have said this at the beginning of the show. We have a big announcement. We have set up. Get this. Where do you get this? We have set up an honest-to-God voicemail line. That's right. We have a voicemail now. Please give us a call. Uh, we would love to play some of your voicemails on the air. Uh, the number is 607-444-5597. That's 607 607- Four 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 five five nine seven. And while we're on the topic of Facebook page, hey guys, let's keep it polite on there. Yeah, if you wouldn't say it to the person in real life, please don't say it on the Facebooks. Um, and if you would say it to the person in real life and it's rude, then don't be so rude. Yeah, don't be rude. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Don't be so-